Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. We have more election coverage today. I spoke with Eric Woomer, an editor for USA Today Network in California, about what it's like to cover elections as a journalist and an editor. Can you tell me a bit about your experience covering elections? Sure. Uh, Elections for a journalist, or election night, I guess, I should say, for journalists, is like the Super Bowl. Um, There's nothing else quite like it. Um, I remember my first election was, you know, nothing more than city council, and you're still staying up till all hours of the night, um, tracking down candidates, trying to figure out, you know, where they are, who's winning, who's losing, um, what problems are going on at the at the polling sites. Um, there's just there really is no way to describe what it's like to be a journalist trying to track down the story on an election night because you're always looking for that different angle and something new. And how does that differ from maybe working the elections as an editor? Um, it's definitely different. Uh, I, I miss it sometimes when when I'm kind of stuck at the office trying to figure out, you know, where everyone else is at. Um, I miss being able to go out to the different candidate parties and different polling sites and figuring out what is... Um, you know, what's going on out there and being stuck at the office. It's not a, it's not a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's mostly, you know, going through social media, trying to figure out, trying to talk to different candidates, uh, via, you know, text or phone and trying to link other reporters to them. Uh, it's definitely not the same experience and going out in the field and covering an election day or night, is much more fun, I will say that. Although election nights at, uh, you know, at any newsroom is kind of known for its big pizza party. Uh, So I guess that's a bonus of being an editor. You get to be closer to, closer to the pizza. (laughs) And how do you think covering the election this year will be different maybe because of COVID? Uh, it's going to be hard. We've had a lot of safety protocols, a lot of meetings, um, a lot of a lot of talk behind the scenes trying to get ready for this. Um, you know, everything from ordering masks and uh, and hand sanitizer to reminding journalists that they need to socially dis you know do- socially distance themselves, as well as be mindful of the environment that they're in, um, you know, trying to keep, keep journalists out of, out of homes and out of, out of even backyards if, if we have to. Uh, the one thing that we're noticing is that a lot of candidates are not having parties this year, which is very different for, for us because we're used to parties that used to take up an entire convention center. Um, and now it's, you know, sitting around the TV or the internet and trying to find out who's winning that way at their, their own homes. And I heard that you've interviewed a presidential candidate before. Can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, sure. Um, 
Yeah, so in 2016, Bernie Sanders came around, and I was the lucky one to get to sit down with him. And he was only supposed to give me, I think, 90 seconds. And we ended up sitting around for eight or nine minutes. And it was quite an experience. It's, um, it's a whole different feeling when you know it's a national, a national election, a national figure, um, someone who has a lot to lose. Uh, he was, he was very personable and very open to trying to help, um, help California, which I found very interesting because a lot of the candidates that year were coming into California, Donald Trump, uh, Hillary Clinton, they'd all come into California to talk about, you know, different things. Um, but Bernie Sanders did seem to, to, to want to focus on, on the Valley and how he could help people, um, so it was very, it was a very neat experience, and um, I, right after that, actually, I ended up going to to Hillary Clinton's campaign uh, up in Fresno, and then Donald Trump came, uh, so I ended up going to that also. So all three, within about a month, actually, Bill Clinton came to Fresno State too. So all three or four um, candidates, their you know husbands, wives was. It was quite a year for Californian candidates. This year is obviously very different because COVID, the candidates are are coming in, but not the same way. And California, you know, people say it's kind of already sealed up for for Joe Biden, but um, but even he hasn't come. Kamala Harris has come, the uh, the VP candidate, but um, but Joe Biden hasn't really had a huge presence. Are there any specific things about the election in the valley, like maybe some local elections, or that you're that you're keeping an eye out for this year? Um, the one thing, not just in the valley, but I think statewide, is education. Um, at least in the central valley, and and I'm assuming that this is true for other areas. The the school boards and the candidates who are running for either re-election or running for that school board have. Um, huge platforms about students going back to school. Um, you know, trying to get trying to get students back in the classrooms is a huge topic right now. And for the districts that haven't had that opportunity yet, um, candidates are running on these platforms of trying to get students back in faster or not at all. Some are siding with teachers, some are, you know, siding with the finances of what COVID has done to school districts, the, um, the economic impacts of an entire school district working from home, the internet issues that, uh, you know, everyone has had throughout the, the pandemic from March till now. Um, I think the school board, the school board races in various locations is going to be a really hot topic between now and you know, and even at the end of November until we find out who these real winners are, because I think it's going to take a time to to count all the ballots. Yeah. And, and lastly, what is some advice you might give to someone who's covering an election for the first time? Um, I, I would say be as, as crazy as things are right now, I would say, you know, be fearless. Um, Think outside the box. 
and don't write about the first thing that you see, which I like to say a lot. But um, when covering an election, you know, you don't want to, you don't want your your lead to be, you know, John Doe won. Um, I feel like there's always there's always a story behind a win or a loss, and finding that story can be hard, but it can be you know an amazing opportunity to to cover an election and give people. Uh, you know, the story behind the story or the story behind a candidate or the story behind a race. So I, I think that that's probably the most valuable um, experience that I could, could I, that I could give. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. By the time this episode airs, it will be four days until election day. Once again, for more information on propositions, local measures, and candidates, along with how to vote, go to our website, www.thecalifornian, and follow us on Twitter, at SalNews.